No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. stomach it sounds like it oh jesus 
Yeah. Welcome yeah. back, yeah, everybody. Most, most of the day. Heads talking. Here we are. We're talking. And we're heads. We're talking about my stomach at the moment. No, hey. off today. How's everybody doing, man? Hey, look, man. We are not all on 100% of the time. It's just the truth. That's what we were talking about earlier. Sometimes you have to just go well, for so it. So how would you feel like if that was like, okay, it was a concert and it was like New Year's show and freaking Trey's stomach, he just had the shits and you paid <laughs> thousands of dollars and oh, well, you're just all, no, not on. Trey's, like, Trey, no. I, I would think that you drink some Imodium and you hydrate. Some of that you Jedi and pucker, and you go out, man. Yeah, yeah. Show must go on. But that's the so we're here, and the show is going on with Apple's Gorilla. So <laughs> welcome back, everybody. So here we go. We'll get we'll get right to it. This week, our first topic is from ABC News by Aaron Schumacher of January seventh, twenty twenty, and I'm going to read you <sighs> this article. Well, it's the read him the headline. I will. Marijuana edibles might not be safe as thought, health experts warn. Edibles might seem tamer than vaping or smoking, but they carry unique risks. Did you know that, Apple? I did not. Cannabis edibles were poised to become the next big health craze, but science is saying to be aware. Not beware, but be aware. Weed edibles have been legal recreationally in Canada since October and are on the cusp of being widely available to the public. They're also popular according to the 2019 National Cannabis Survey with 27% of Canadian respondents who use cannabis reporting they'd eaten edibles during the previous three months. That's, that's a lot of high folks out well, there. Well, that's a very low yeah. percentage, 27 that have been like that were taking the study. Okay. In the U.S., 11 states and Washington, D.C. have legalized recreational marijuana, with more states expected to go fully legal in 2020. With the prospect of even more edibles being consumed by the public this year, physicians and health experts are warning that consumers should tread lightly. Edibles might seem safer than vaping or smoking, but they also carry unique risks, according to a commentary published Monday in the Canadian Medical Association Journal. And if you want to check any of this out, there'll, there'll be a link to this article in the show notes. The foremost concern, according to co-authors Jasleen Graywall, a physician, and Lawrence Lowe, a public health researcher, both from the University of Toronto, is the potential for eating too much. No shit, right? Edible psychoactive effects can have a delayed onset of up to four hours after consumption, coupled with the fact that those effects can last longer than inhaled cannabis for more than eight hours in some cases. There's a heightened potential for consumers to pop one weed gummy too many. Cannabis-naive individuals, the authors write, are particularly at risk for overdoing it, even if they follow the dosing recommendations on the package. Another notable risk is the potential for children to accidentally consume them. Mm-hmm. One study found that after edibles became legal in Colorado, poison control centers in the state saw a 70% increase in calls <gasps> about accidental cannabis exposure among kids. Wait, I'm going to stop for a second and say something. Of course, nobody was calling and saying anything before that because it was illegal. So that's why there was a 70% increase. No. In it. yeah, it's also because a lot more people had freaking edibles around. Okay. Yeah, because not everybody made edibles, even if they were. And that right there is just a dumb thing to you. That falls on the parents to keep their shit put away so kids don't get their hands on it. Come Uh, on. Okay, hang on, hang on. The authors also pointed to the potential for youth exposure in general to cannabis edibles, which have been correlated with impaired brain development, poor mental health, according to the Canadian Center on Substance Use and Addiction. 
Adults older than 65 are another valuable, vulnerable group. Valuable. Since they may use cannabis to manage chronic conditions, the authors note putting them at a risk for cognitive impairment, falls, (laughs) and interactions Mm -hmm. with their prescription drugs. Moreover, a recent meta-analysis published in the United States... Is a meta that's what exactly what I was going to ask. Which examined data from 80. Oh, here it is. It, it's a study that examines data from other studies. So it examined data from 83 studies over the course of 40 years, found that medical marijuana posed more risk to people with mental health disorders, including depressive disorders, anxiety, attention deficit disorder, Tourette's, post-traumatic stress, and psychosis. Then this is 40-year-old information. Yeah. Sorry. For people with schizophrenia, for example, cannabis can exacerbate psychosis. There's a role for physicians in the new landscape, they add, advising doctors to routinely question patients who ask about cannabis, about child safety, accidental overconsumption, potential drug interactions, and the risk of eating edibles and driving. And there we are. Go. I mean, there's I, a lot. All right. To the adult part about, you know, dosing and all that stuff, all it takes is one time and you will not want to do it again. Uh, if any adult out there who's either on purpose or accidentally eaten too much edibles, you know, you do not want to do that again, ever. You're not going to die. You're not, unless you're doing something dumb like driving or going crazy. Yeah, you're not going to yeah. overdose on Yeah, cannabis. you're not going to, this is what I mean. Yeah, you're not going to physically have any problems except for, holy shit, you will not want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you will never do that again. Well, as far as the kids stuff, like, it's the same thing with any type of medication, or, or, or poison. Yeah. You want to keep it away from your kid. Keep it where they can't get it. You don't yeah. leave gummies on the counter. Yeah. You have to be aware. Of, like, it's a great concern, but that's just people in their homes needing to be aware. That's that doesn't need a, a Center for Disease Control <laughs> to put a study out that says it. Come on. Like, that doesn't make any sense. The Centers for be Disease careful. Control should put out a study saying, be responsible. Yeah, a put responsible your stuff away, guys. Member of the planet. Not don't have it. Just like just alcohol, put it you away put it in the alcohol cabinet. Yeah, or you put it lock away it up, somewhere. Whatever. Yeah, I, I know for me, edibles are dangerous because of exactly what you said, and it's difficult for me to find the right dose with edibles. I flip the fuck out. It can be five milligrams or 25. It just, it's a crapshoot. Sometime it won't do that. And then the next time it will. So I don't eat them. I know better. Like mm-hmm. you said, it took, it didn't take one time with me though. It wasn't one. It was well, several not, fucking listen, times. Listen, I'm not, I'm saying. <laughs> I say, yeah, you're not a queen. You're, you're, yeah. yeah you're, 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 I'm an outlier. I guess let, let me reiterate. For some people, <laughs> if you take yeah. it too much once, you, you'll know. Like I've done it multiple times we sometimes did it last night. Sometimes, what do you mean? Did you it last passed night? out last night? I was also freaking coming home from a trip and I slept and had to work. Had to day. work. Like hey, t- no, I did not do it last night, guys. I was legitimately tired and took an edible on purpose. Like uh, I didn't freak out. What I mean was, oh, you're talking about the freak out. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. It's like when you have too much and it's like you're drunk but spinning in the other direction, mm. and you feel like somebody's sitting on you. There's no pain, but you just can't get up. Like it's immense pressure. Like your bitch, you're laying down like that. And you can't <laughs> breathe. You think you're going to die because well, you can't breathe. I can breathe, but it's like so slow. Like there's just, it's a feeling that you don't yeah, want to get on purpose. Breathing labored. 
Have you or, have you ever had it, Apple, where you ate too much of an edible and flipped out? Not uh, not flipped out, but where I just want to lay down, where I just got to be like dark, quiet, curled up in a blanket. Yeah. Just like, but not flipped out. No. No, it doesn't doesn't get you in the head huh. at all. See, that's the it doesn't do that. That's the me. thing that that happens to me. Like, it's. I mean, it does to the point where I can't like like I can't concentrate. When I'm too high, I can't watch TV. It makes it hard to listen to me. It's like you just need quiet and cr- yeah. It's like I need bedtime. It's like I need to go close my eyes and, and be in bed. Shut the fuck up. And yeah, I don't want to hear anything. I don't want anything touching me. Like picky. Like, eh. I don't want nothing touch me. I'm not hungry. I don't like nothing sounds good. You just want to go to bed. I, I it completely my heart palpitates and anything anybody says is directed at me, no matter if they're talking to me or not. And I I have like 17 voices in my head at the same time that are all freaking out and I can't get away from it. And it's ter- it's as a 48 year old grown ass man, it's scary. Like it's it's a bad trip. That's the only uh, thing I can equate it to is a bad acid trip. Well, I'm glad that I mean, because like uh, from this article, that's when you first said what the topic was. I didn't know until you read it what we we're going to talk about. I thought I was going to say something like, you know, don't take edibles. We've, you know, like it's destroying your liver or something. Yeah, no. I thought I'm that's glad, the direction yeah, that's, it was, I was going kind to. Of at first, kind of like, well, screw that. Because, no, this is just about safety and yeah, using it yeah, and res- responsibility, 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 moderation. Yes. Always like anything, alcohol, anything. You just, you start out with a little bit. You can always add to it. And you don't, don't you can't take it away. Don't eat edibles and drive. That's not a good idea. No, you shouldn't. No, I don't think that's right for anybody. I don't care what your tolerance is. Like, it's just not a good idea because you're. What What? was that? That was the trash on the computer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, just because that's the thing now too. Just because weed has been made legal recreationally, and it's just like alcohol. It doesn't mean you can go grab a pack of joints and edibles and go Mm -hmm. drive around all day and be medicated. Same thing to me as like pharmaceuticals. There are so many people out there driving in this world that should not be behind the wheel. I agree. So medicated. That's a good topic too right there. Yeah. It's, it's tough when there's never been any, um, I'm not going to say consequences because if you got, it's a DUI. If you got busted before, you still got a DUI and all that. But it wasn't as widely publicized, and it also wasn't as widely used. Because it, at least here in Oregon, people now consume cannabis that didn't consume cannabis yeah, before it was have. legal. Yeah, and right? at least now it's opened it to there. There are actual institutes, you know, universities, everything doing studies right. now, mm-hmm. and so. Used to be you couldn't even do a study. You couldn't get a grant. Right. It was Same it was like, like no. Are now. No, you're not gonna study that. Right. And so there there wasn't as much instance of people doing driving and doing dumb yeah. shit. Now more people are doing mm-hmm. it. So some of those people aren't versed in the etiquette. Of, well, yeah, they yeah. don't know the etiquette. They, they, it's called experience. You have to well, figure out what you can and can't consume, whether it's smoking, vaping, any of those and things. And it's not something you worked at Define with me. It's not mm-hmm. something you know, we, we, we cannot guarantee anything. Nope. We don't know. What people, do you mean by that? People like, want to guarantee. People come in, especially, and I get it, especially older people that 
haven't smoked and have heard the benefits of stuff. They people want to like we do. You want a guarantee? Yeah, you want like, like this if, if is going to work. Yeah, how much? Okay, this says take five milligrams. Is this going to work for me? We cannot say. We you know we have to tell them. It, it's like everybody's metabolism's different. Everybody's body chemistry is different. Tolerances that we cannot guarantee. Start out small. That that's true with with he, like every, think about if you came into the dispensary, no matter what apple and i can tolerate you go in and they start saying hey maybe you should use 10 milligrams oh my god you know because they don't know they're thinking that's a low dose right and you they take that and you don't know and and so like there's no way you can tell people how much to take and what it will do because it won't do the same thing for everybody well i know that it's we're at the beginning of a new year and there are some states that are newly legalized and there are people out there that are going to dispensaries for the very first time. Yeah. And I'll tell you the guys, this exactly what Apple said is the honest to God truth. A good rule of thumb. If you haven't done this before, take half of half of what they told you to take and wait two hours. And see how you feel. And that's it. Yeah, don't that's get impatient. Even, and sometimes, like see, sometimes you gotta wait longer. Sometimes it can take three hours, yep. four hours. Sometimes people forget. I hear we yep. hear that quite often. What do you mean that they forgot that they, they took something? Then you're high. Well, well ex- yeah, not necessarily. Especially with older people, like yeah. seniors that are treating or trying to use it for relief of medical condition, cancer, dementia, oh, anything okay, like that. Okay, okay. That you forget. Uh, you mm-hmm. tell me you haven't forgot before you take something yeah. and, I, and it's like, I don't feel nothing. And all of a sudden four hours later, you're like, why do I feel? Oh, wait, that's mm-hmm. right. I ate that, that happened to me cookie <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a real thing. So you, you got to be really careful. Edibles are metabolized different in your body. You, even if you're a smoker, if you smoke weed all the time, when you eat cannabis, it metabolizes mm-hmm. in your liver and it creates I forget it what the makes it five hydroxy-tetrahydrocannabinol. It. It's a treat. And it's a psychedelic. The chemical that I it creates feel. in your body is psychoactive as a psychedelic. And so it is not the same thing. It can you, be. You might Again. be that person that can smoke 20 joints and be just fine. But that, I work with people who can take a whole thousand milligrams of RSO, like a whole syringe, and yep. fill nothing. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that goes to to me that well to me that goes that even goes beyond tolerance. That goes to like chemistry, body, you know, metabolism, whatever. That's you know, that's beyond. But we're we're talking about the the news and and people that are new to eating edibles and the dangers of it. There, it's a real thing. Like if you've never had had that happen, it might sound silly or funny or. How can we do? Well, like even like movies have like had joking, uh, like I think it was Seth Rogen was in one of them and yeah. about like eating and then getting all freaking weird and yeah. seeing things. And all. there's like the, the, on YouTube, there's those phone calls of like oh. the cop that made the brownies and I mm-hmm. said, Joe Rogan, I just remember that while you're talking, it's like my buddy gave me a, a gummy and he's like, how much should I eat of it? And it's like, just a foot, man. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you want a trip. Only that's one thing with edibles, too. So everybody, they make them very good now. Yeah. A lot of them taste, you know, there's good oh, they ones. they taste bad. good. They taste mean. good. I mean, it's like, 
here, here's a cookie. Only eat one-tenth <laughs> of this cookie. It's like, really? All right. Don't make it taste good, I'm, man. That's make it taste I, like I, I do. I take a little bite. It's like, oh, well, that now there's a little corn. Oh, take that corn. Next thing you know, it's like, it's like, oh, okay, I just ate a half a cookie. I only wanted to eat 10 milligrams. And I now know. I'm... Now I'm on a trip. That's so true. <laughs> oh, here we go down the ride. Just be careful, guys. That's really yeah, what moderation, it is. like anything. This, this, it's actually a really nice piece. Yeah, it's just a be careful piece because everybody should be forewarned if you have not. What do they say? Forewarned is forearmed. I don't know what they, they say. Yeah, that's the. But that's um, the thing. this is the. Um, yeah, so we. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. And who are they? Here you go with this. They say it's a royal thing. they. It's All a right. company. Well, right. this Mel has a story for yeah, you. Yeah, so this is our second story, and this is from CNN Travel. Um, <laughs> let me see. This um, episode is written. Episode. Uh, episode. Gosh, what am I saying, guys? This episode Sometimes is sponsored I talk by. All kinds of. Talking stuff. shit. Okay, this is the title. This Playboy tortoise had so much <laughs> sex, <laughs> he saved his entire species, and now he's going home. Um, a womanizing tortoise whose rampant sex life may have single-handedly saved his entire, sorry guys, I was playing something, his entire species from extinction has retired from his playboy lifestyle, returning to the wild with his mission accomplished. Diego's unstoppable libido was credited as a major reason for the survival of his fellow giant tortoises on Española, part of the Galapagos Island. Wow. After being shipped over from San Diego Zoo <laughs> as part of a breeding program. Okay, this is when he started his campaign of promiscuity, there were two males and twelve females of his species alive on the island. But the desirable cell but the desirable shell dweller had so much sex he helped boost the population to over two thousand. What? The oh, Galapagos yeah. National Parks. <laughs> Service believe the 100-year-old tortoise is the patriarch of around 40% of that population. He's contributed a large percentage to the lineage that we are returning to Española. Jorge Carion, the park's director, told AFP, there's a feeling of happiness to the possibility <laughs> of returning that tortoise to his natural state. Diego's <laughs> good looks made him a fucking. hit on the island. <laughs> a total of 15 tortoises took part in the breeding program to boost the island's population, but none played a biggest role as Diego. About 1,800 tortoises have been returned to Española, and now with natural reproduction, we have approximately 2,000 tortoises. Wow, man. This shows that they are able to grow. They are able to reproduce. They are able to develop. They get busy. Um, the Galapagos Islands the Galapagos Islands are one of the world's premier destinations for wildlife viewing and are visited by Charles Darwin as he works Worked, was visited um, as he worked on the theory of evolution. Okay. Diego is a pimp. Diego's That's a badass. A, I'm jealous of Diego. <laughs> I want to come back as Diego if anything happens to me. He's a hundred years old, man, well, and if, he's, okay. he's laying in pipe. First, first of all, first of all, you're a tortoise, so you are like slow and chill. Yeah, nobody's like, taking that into consideration. Like slow and chill. That you know, what was it? Slow and know? low, that is the tempo. Maybe he's he's like ninja quick. Tortoise Diego, the fucking. He's a tortoise. No, he's not. Oh, okay. He takes his time with everything. He just like moseyed on through all that. That's that's awesome. I picture Diego with a voice like "Hello, my name." Antonio Banderas, Diego. Diego. My name is Diego. <laughs> How are you, my darling? I will be your date this evening. <laughs> I mean, well, if he lived in San Diego Zoo, 
and he went to the Galapagos Island. Like he was like on a singles retreat. It was. A, it was and so, yeah. <laughs> so he was he, at Sandals Resort. He was. <laughs> and so he was like cooped up in San Diego with no no new nothing, no new girls around. So. He saw some hyenas and was like, "What up? What up, babe?" I and he it, had good looks because he was like tan from the you know being in San he's Diego, from Southern California. Yeah, he was he like surfing. Yeah, he was. Well, like, I'm sure yeah, they got to know, like, be like he knows that his community was <laughs> depending on him. Yeah, that is like, oh you my know, god, Diego, <laughs> we need your help. We need your help. We need babies. We need baby turtles. What now. do we do? The Galapagos Islands needs baby tortoises. San Diego. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And he. When he lands, Aww. I wonder if he had a little suitcase with like a smoking jacket and a pipe. Aww. It's all oh in his gosh. home. On his yeah, back. He, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's already packed. He's he's a man on the go. He's ready to go. He, Diego it's like, like the world's most interesting man. That's what I picture too. Does he have a? a I don't often go to the Galapagos, but oh, when I do, I, I screw everything in sight. I repopulate the island. <laughs> so now Aww. I picture Diego on a little shell throne he's cute too with thousands of children at his feet (laughs) chilling it said diego's turtles look cute make him a hit on the island i want (laughs) to see him like next to like like what is it like here's ralph ralph's like fucking (laughs) ralph the turtle's like not that good looking But Diego's like shiny. He's swag. And suave. He has a handlebar mustache and like perfectly like like nice markings and everything. Mm-hmm. Wow! It just goes to show that one tortoise can repopulate an well, entire. Yeah. Island. That's that pretty you badass. Can make a difference. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And you know what? I think Diego deserves a round of applause. Diego, well, well done. done. Yay, Diego! Diego. Well done. Thank you. Way to go! And you guys out there deserve a round of applause too. Yay, no Yay. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Head Talks. I know it's short this week, but short and sweet gets the job done. And that's the way it is. Edibles and tortoises to having sex. Oh, what, what is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. And one last thing. We watched The Joker last night. That was freaking amazing. Just leave it at that. If you haven't seen it, watch it. I was highly impressed. No, dude, tell them what happens. Everybody dies at the end. The the house explodes. Just just what Joaquin Phoenix did. Lose 53 pounds for a role because he... He lost 53 pounds because that's when he felt that he could move how the like Joker would move. I mean, just his intense. He's the, the, the last trip. great actor in Hollywood right now. Like, as far the as last. like, I don't mean last, like never again. I mean, like out of like that whole like Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, except for Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is dope. But like, you know, like there used to be a kind of a Hollywood royalty but I can't think of anybody after Joaquin Phoenix that it's like younger than him is what I'm saying that is doing this, the kind of roles that he's doing, like such different looks and how he's so talented. And I don't know. I just, he's he's, a trip. He's He's always been a trip. Yeah. Yeah, And if you haven't seen it, man, go freaky role, go give it, go give it a listen to madness. Oh yeah. It is a descent. All Thanks, right. guys, for being with us we this week. We love you guys. Love you all. Follow us on Instagram and all the stuff. 
Patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. Worship Diego. Worship Diego <laughs> and his what masculine prowess. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us on all the social medias and do all the things. And we love you guys. And we'll see you next week with more stuff. And remember, smile a stranger. Hug one another. Safety third. Hydrate. Hydrate first. And we'll see you at the show. tell you about the April May 2023 issue of Relics magazine features a Dave Matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks Relics. Yes, welcome everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimbut the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you!